What up, what up? Welcome to the Cast of Color, a show where diverse creatives discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. My name is John Carter. I am joined by the boys, Joe and Gerardo. What's happening, fellas? Howdy. Yo, yo. Type, type. We are here live Monday night, April 19th. Come on now, what you mean? And uh, I just wanted to announce real quick that there was a little lag last week. You know, we've all been very busy. It was my last week of my old job. So thank you for keeping up with these episodes. We're going to drop a few episodes this week. So it's fucking lit. This episode, we're doing our normal entertainment updates. And again, I always say there are quite a few, but man, I am not lying when I say that today was a good day for news. So we have quite a few entertainment updates. Your boy is going to run through the diversity report and Gerardo is going to take us into our movie review this week on the Amazon Prime original movie, Sound of Metal. So it's lit. Dope ass movie, man. Really enjoyed that movie. So without any further ado, we're going to get right into these entertainment updates. As I said earlier, there are a few. So, Joe, what's the deal, my guy? Okay, let's start off with a little piece of news here on Spider-Verse 2. So they just recently announced today that they found some directors. It's going to be directed by three people, which is, I don't know. I never heard of Well, I guess I have. I guess Avengers or movies were directed by two people. But Each anyway. Spider-Man gets their own director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, Spider-Verse. And the first Spider-Verse was two people as well, right? So it's the same people, like Phil Lord and Chris Miller, I think? No, they're not attached to this one, actually. Oh, but they um, did the first one, right? Yeah. Oh. So this time around, it's going to be two guys that, I'll be honest, I'm not too familiar with these names, but there's Joaquin Dos Santos, Justin K. Thompson, and this last guy we're familiar with because we've talked about two movies on this podcast where he was involved. He nice. was a part of One Night in Miami, and he was a part of Soul. So Kent Powers is the third one oh. that's attached for Spider-Verse 2. Yeah, so that's Kent. that's pretty exciting. Looks like we're getting some, like, uh, one of those guys sounds Latino, and then we're getting the, the guy that worked on those. It looks like we're getting some diversity in this. Absolutely. <laughs> Directing-wise, which is kind of cool. Yeah, need that. That's cool. Yeah, very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. So, yeah, very much looking for... Looking forward to Spider Verse Two. There's gonna be some Oscar Oscar Isaac, right? Miguel O'Hara is probably gonna be a bigger character. Oh yeah, Spider Man 20, 2099, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's like, so dope. Yeah, twenty ninety nine. Beyond really, Spider Man. <laughs> pretty iconic costume. Twenty ninety nine Spider Man. Very distinguishable. Yeah, they've they've been pushing it for like the past couple of years in the mainstream stuff. Like it's been in the Spider Man game. So yeah, oh, yeah. Pretty, yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite suits in the Spider Man game, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, dope it, it, Why? Shattered Dimensions uh, was a video game that was a, a, he was a big part of so it's cool that we're finally getting him in a movie because they've been pushing him into the mainstream yeah mm-hmm. that's dope I remember Shattered Dimensions and why did I hear today some, why did I read somewhere that Doc Ock actor gives away important Spider-Man news I read that somewhere today and I'm like oh that, I think that happened like last week actually oh uh, fuck me Alfred Molina pretty much just he said that uh, I, I think he said that his Doctor Octopus picks up right where he died in Spider Man Two. I That's think right. he, said, he said something yeah. along those lines. Okay. He could be just trolling. <laughs> Cause, cause I don't know. Alfred Molina doesn't seem like the troll type. <laughs> I, he's pretty eccentric. He he he's. You think he, so? Yeah. I, I, have you seen that movie? Um. Oh, he's in a really good movie where he's like uh, in like that gay couple with uh. He he's like he's like. He finds out he's gay, like older. With there's oh, another, it's another really critically acclaimed actor, like yes, uh, yes. What is it? 
But it's someone's, really- someone's listening to this and pulling their hairs out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Call yourself movie experts. What the fuck? Oh, he's in Love, Love is Strange. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. I don't remember that one. Came out in 2014. John mm. Lithgow as his... Uh... Oh, oh uh, Aunt May is in that movie, actually. Wow. <laughs> May, wow. wow. <laughs> All connected. But yeah, I know. So, okay, since we're on Spider-Man still. So what he said was um, it takes place like essentially his Doc Ock is the actual character from the Raimi, I'm going to call it the Raimi-verse. So, like, the same Raimi movies. Like, it's going to be, the, supposedly, it's going to be the same guy. Like, the same Doc Ock that we see, quote-unquote, die at the end of Spider-Man 2. So, when he's, uh, like, falling in the river, like, it takes place, like, his Doc Ock will be yeah. in Tom yeah, Holland's next Spider-Man yes. movie right after that moment. <laughs> wow. Okay, so when he's, yeah. If you guys yeah. can keep up with what I just said, good yeah, when he's when he's Yeah, <laughs> when he's going down the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. And we know that's when Doc Ock dies. Yeah, You're he saying probably it's gets continue from that point. The MCU at that yeah. point, or something, some type of time loop or some shit. Yeah, Got it. Okay. and I think uh, the article also said um, they're probably going to use like some de aging CGI on his face just because he's like he's older now. So and then uh, J- Jamie Fox is a. Uh, I think they said that he's playing the same version of Electro too. They said that like a while ago. That one I see. I, that one makes sense for me for him to go into a different. Um, uh, universe through the multiverse because like i think we just see him kind of disappear blow up and in, into lightning so yeah man we all know that electricity can travel through dimensions i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> come on everybody knows that <laughs> yeah it's a given right <laughs> before uh, before we move on to the next thing uh, did, have we talked about loki yet i don't think so i feel like it's been a while since we talked to be honest with you but that that trailer is pretty dope <laughs> yeah because because i because i just went uh oh wow and then i remembered i was like wait a minute owen, Wilson. owen wilson's owen actually wilson. in this wilson. oh wow good <laughs> <Wow>. child <laughs> <laughs> the one and only is in Loki. I love yeah, it. no. Okay, so the Loki trailer actually looks like it's getting into like, like I feel like with these past projects, like started with Spider-Man: Far From Home, and then they dipped into a little bit of the Wandavision. It's all been kind of like multiverse bait, but I think yeah. I think we're actually gonna get something in Loki. We're actually yeah, gonna get yeah. some multiverse shit. It literally takes place in in that multiverse where um where Loki stole the the Tesseract because uh the Avengers messed it up in uh, Endgame. Yeah, yeah, straight up. So. I think that it like altered history somehow. It looks like I think it's like Loki. I think I think I read up somewhere that he has to kind of uh write a lot of the wrongs he did throughout history. Like he's just been trolling history and he kind of has to fix some of that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what, what direction that, that goes. But it looks like uh Owen Wilson's like some big cosmic uh important character, so that's pretty cool. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, I think in the in the trailer Tom Hiddleston says something about like you think you can it's funny or cute, you think you can control me or something like that but and Owen Wilson uh, goes oh wow yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure but yeah no like one of the, one of the coolest little shots that's actually in the teaser that kind of confirms the whole multiverse thing if you guys remember from Avengers Endgame that conversation between um the Sorcerer Supreme and Hulk she's like explaining to him about the flow of time or whatever and if mm-hmm. you remove one of the stones then it completely like branches off into this crazy reality yes mm-hmm. Well, they they name drop the flow of time and it sounded like a little TV screen. And pretty much after Loki disappeared with the Tesseract, he created like five different timelines, mm-hmm. maybe even more than that. But 
yeah. in the show. It, it gave me a lot more to fix those timelines, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm curious to see how the show plays out because, like, it's not the Loki that we we know and love and got used to. You know, like that guy died at the beginning of Infinity War. This is a different Loki that hasn't learned all those lessons he learned after the first Avengers movie. So. That's you know, true. it's a interest. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with his characterization. Is it like it's very true? It's very because like true. it's like are they gonna play it kind of how they were playing Loki before? Where, or are they gonna make him have to relearn some of these lessons? And that's I'm I'm, I'm curious. But it, yeah, the show seems pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah. bet I bet the uh, what what's the name of the organization? Like the Time Variance Authority or something like that? The TVA? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I think they they probably have like. They're, they're obviously an organization that exists out of like time and space or whatever, right? And they probably have like everything that Loki did that he doesn't even know about, like all the lessons that he learned after that 2012 Avengers movie. Oh, and, and they'll they just, probably have all that yeah. stuff documented somewhere and they'll probably show him that. They'll probably throw you know? it in his brain and then yeah. he'll be Loki we, we know and love pretty much. Give him that little brain swap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, we can't have him relearn all these lessons. It's too much. <laughs> Too much to cover. Budget for Tom Hiddleston for that mini episode. (laughs) (laughs) Budget. (laughs) Tom's not budging. He's being a son of a bitch. But okay, yeah, that's Loki. Let's let's move on to um, the Flash movie. The Flash. The Flash is moving forward, folks. Yeah, it's just called the Flash, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's just called the Flash. It's not called uh, like Flashpoint or anything like that. But today, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. So pretty much Andy Muschietti, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, he's the director. He pretty much confirmed um, on his Instagram that they started filming today. And they also, he also dropped like a new, like, like a little animated logo. I thought it was cool just because like, like lightning strikes on the logo, you know, like flash lightning, but it's like, it's yellow instead of blue. So I was like, oh, they're going to change his lightning for this movie. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Um, I remember they showed concept art back in fandom of like a, about how the speed force looks in this and it looks a little more classic with the yellow and the, and his suit looks pretty cool from the concept art that we saw. So I'm excited to see how. Yeah. The concept I, oh, art. Picture soon. The concept art with him and uh, him and Keaton's Batman, right? yeah oh yeah and i was gonna say that today i think they also confirmed that keaton is in fact doing the movie because uh yeah there was some speculation that he might not have wanted to do it because he did say that because of covid covid yeah so yeah uh, he might be all vaxxed up now and probably ready to go dude that shit will be crazy honestly just to see that old version of batman and and michael keaton they what they might throw us a curveball you know surprise us with a christian bale that'd be so cool i don't know you're fucking nuts That'd be insane, yeah. The but, Flash uh, would be the movie to do it. Flash is yeah. Flash makes sense, absolutely. <laughs> I see your multiverse of madness, Marvel. I raise you a Flash. <laughs> oh, yeah, it literally feels like a response. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Marvel and DC response to each other, and it looks like they're finally catching up, doing that cinematically and with the TV shows. Like Zatanna got announced right after uh, WandaVision, which is like no coincidence. No coincidence, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's cool. It's cool though. I love I love it. Yeah. yeah we're we're getting we're we're very spoiled we're getting a lot of great stuff very yeah. very grateful to be getting all these things you know <laughs> it's an awesome time last piece of news big time news just dropped today like early this morning literally at like 6 a.m i was on my phone got the notifications first off they dropped well first of all today is like simi lu's birthday who is uh shang chi Yes, the and black. um the actor is 32 today so happy birthday to the boy the boy um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but pretty much all i was expecting today like i knew it was birthday 
So I was like, okay, they, they're at least going to drop some pictures, right? So sure enough, like I see the first article, like Entertainment Weekly did their little first look thing or whatever. Yep. And then um, it was like, oh, yeah, here's a first look at Shang-Chi, like Marvel's first Asian-led superhero movie. And then they're like, oh, the trailer's going to come in like the next few weeks. I was like, okay, cool. I Like I kind of figured no trailer today, you know? Yeah. Sure enough, like maybe like 30 minutes later, trailer pops up. I'm like, oh, fuck. Damn. <laughs> Whoa. Like like for for one i was like i wasn't expecting it at all and i wasn't even like expecting anything great from it but i really liked this trailer i yeah, thought it was so yeah. fucking cool yeah, yeah when, I, I, when i saw that the name of it was just like shang chi teaser trailer i was like oh we're not gonna see it's just gonna be like we're just gonna see him punching something we're not gonna see shit but no we got some we got some good stuff good stuff man it's like i we got the mandarin and he looks like a pretty complex villain, right? I mean, yeah, just, and the, yeah. the action looks the like action, so much. action, it just it, really, yeah. really got me. I'm like, oh my, this looks like a kung fu movie. Yeah, I like that it's high budget hand-to-hand too. Because like, yes, you know, with, with thank TV you. Show, like with the TV shows, the hand-to-hand, sometimes they do that thing where they speed up the camera and it's so shaky and they cut around stuff so often. Like, I'm just glad that we're getting a big budget because usually when we see hand-to-hand kung fu stuff, it's a, it's a TV show and it just feels cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. And, you know, when you really look at the fighting scenes in Marvel, honestly, I, I always say some of the best fighting scenes are with Winter Soldier, I believe. And yes. I think that this one looks like some really high quality hand to hand martial arts. And yeah. I, I really can't wait to see. I think they're really going to emphasize and and beat that martial arts concept uh, in, into this movie. And I, I can't yeah. wait to do that. It, it's the- cool because initially I was kind of scared that it would come off kind of like as outdated having the Asian superhero doing Kung Fu and shit. Right. But S- S- Simu uh, Liu, how do you pronounce his name? It's Liu. Simu Liu. Simu Liu. He, um, he mentioned how like the comic books back in the day were kind of like stereotypical and outdated now. And that, the, that they worked on the movie hard to make sure that it doesn't like, uh, come off as like corny or stereotypical which is absolutely absolutely i think but but i am i'm curious to see because because i feel like what a lot of people think is stereotypical and corny comes from the bruce lee movies which are about as real as you can get so yeah yeah it's really kind of like i'm curious to see what's uh where it falls in in that you know right because i don't think i think the storytelling is going to be very well done so i think the action is just gonna back up the story a lot i don't think it's gonna come off too corny i I can't wait to watch it, man. It was a yeah. cool trailer to watch today. I just hope it doesn't feel like a too much like an origin story, like because we've seen that so many times. You know, I have to agree. It takes up a lot of time in these Marvel movies. It might be a good mix. I think they're gonna do yeah. like a little bit of like jumping back and forth because you see him getting trained by like uh, by his dad, and he's like a little kid. You know, you also see him getting trained by the Death Dealer. I have no idea who the death dealer is. I'm so intrigued just because the suit looks cool. He's like, oh, this looks like like a badass, like stealthy little mask, ninja. Right? Like yeah, it's like a white mask and like yeah. the suit is like navy blue. Yeah, it looks I'm so like, cool. This stands out. I was like, looks so dope. Yeah. <laughs> Very mysterious. And of course, they're not credited on IMDb, so you don't know who the actor <laughs> or actress is. Nice. I, I hope it's closer to uh like I don't know, I just hope it doesn't feel like a like you know like Captain Marvel. I I like Doctor Strange a lot, but that still felt like a super origin story. Like those movies feel like Iron Man, <laughs> like Iron Man one, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so, don't tie a whole lot into the entire Marvel universe. Like there's a few things, but 
Yeah. For the most part, Doctor Strange was its own thing. You know what I mean? But origin stories can be done, right? I mean, I thought Shazam was really good. I really liked uh, Wonder Woman, you know? Yeah. I feel like right. DC's pretty solid with origin stories, actually. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> you can get stuck in the origin story fucking wormhole of just uh, not... It's just not exciting, you know? And it takes a long time. Yeah. And even though I like Man of Steel, I think a lot of people, it was easy for them to kind of just not keep up with Man of Steel, even though I enjoyed it. Some people just got tuned out of it easily, even though it's an origin story. So, yeah, um, yeah but I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for can't wait. being the legend of the Ten Rings. The Ten Rings. We need a that's real a, Mandarin. Mandarin's a dope villain. That's the thing. That's the thing about the Ten Rings as well, is that they've been around ever since the first Iron Man movie. Like that's that's the terrorist organization that um, kidnaps Iron Man. Yes. And um, what else about the Ten Rings? It's kind of cool because like I know I don't, I don't really read comics, so, you know, <laughs> don't come at me for this, but I looked up a little bit and like the 10 rings are supposed to have like some mystical power to it. Right. But they're yeah. actually like rings they can wear on your finger. Yeah. They're magic rings. It's really right. cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I was, yeah. But in this, it looks like the 10 rings are going to be like almost like, like bracelets. <laughs> they look like, they look like blue light up powered infinite. It's some, they look like Marvel powered bracelets. I feel like that's, that's the thing. I feel like they, they almost like draw some power from the infinity stones somehow. Yes. Yeah. That would be I hope, interesting. I, I hope we're past the infinity stones as a central thing of Marvel. Like as hopefully the, like they introduce some new type of energy or something. That magic. Gonna, it's ma we, you know, yeah, let's dabble yeah. in the magic. We, Maybe that. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's where it's kind of headed because you know what I'm saying? Lead into we, that shit, man. We got the energy. Like it looked like light up fucking energy sources. I'm like, if those are the 10 rings, if those I mean, are rings, they're going to be like this belong to a giant. And <laughs> yeah, uh, bro, they, they I'm thinking rings like, like bracelets. <laughs> I'm thinking Mandarin is wearing like 10 fucking gold rings. You know what I'm saying? And he can do some magical shit with them. But I saw those and I was like, oh, that looks cool. But uh, the movie overall, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for. I know we were talking about Aquafina earlier, but I hope she's oh, a yeah. good addition. I, I, quickly, I hope she makes sense. Yeah, uh, that's the number one thing I saw in the comments and like on all the Marvel and all the pages reposting. And I just saw, man, I hope Aquafina doesn't ruin this movie for me. Straight up, man. Just hope her presence. I hope it makes sense because her presence can be yeah. a lot. She's a character actor her. that plays herself a lot, and that that's either yes. good or bad. But you know, Dude, I mean, Crazy Rich Asians, Ocean's Eight. She very much plays kind of herself. I feel you. The only one where she doesn't is um, the farewell. Oh yeah, was she farewell? A lot She's of completely, a pretty critically completely different. If you're trying to trying to see a different side of Aquafina, mm. watch the farewell. <laughs> yeah, nice. One last piece of news, and I don't, like I don't want to spend too much time on this, but. Since you guys brought up martial arts in TV shows, Warrior. Have you guys heard of Warrior or tried watching Warrior? No one with uh, Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy. No, 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 no. There's an MMA Warrior. movie. No, 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 no. Not that okay. one. Not that one. There's a martial arts show based off of the writings of Bruce Lee. It stars like Joe Taslim, Andrew Koji. It's pretty much just a super crazy martial arts show. Mm. It, awesome. It's like a time period piece. And it got renewed for season three, and it's going to be on HBO Max. So if anybody want, wants to watch that, I've talked about it with some people. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool, cool show. Hand, with Hand-to-hand -hand combat crazy, in that. Yeah, crazy hand-to-hand -hand combat. Um, and it's a cool show. Kind of reminds me of like Peaky Blinders. Just it's like, like, like with, a period piece type thing. It's like a period piece type. And it's just like mostly Asian people in the cast. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> just badass. So need that. anyway, that's it for... Uh, for news on my end, nice. John, do you have any what, what you got over there? Over here in this diversity neck of the woods, we got a few things going on, Joe. You know, it's 
thank God man. for the entertainment and all this shit, because I feel like this diversity report I have this week, just some not the best news in the world. And unfortunately, not the most surprising, which really sucks. It, it sucks to say. Uh, first thing I just wanted to start with last week when we recorded, I mentioned that Minneapolis was in a, a curfew and that curfew was due in part because of the shooting of Dante Wright, 20 year old uh, shot by police veteran. And we were talking about this earlier. <laughs> it wasn't wasted. Not a lot of time was wasted in charging that 26 yeah. year veteran. Like four, uh, four, four days, five days. Yeah. Second degree manslaughter. So the, the yeah. officer, Kim Potter, if listeners, if you haven't seen the video, she is yelling taser, taser, taser and pulls out her gun accidentally and, and shoots Dante right and kills him. Of course, there was a struggle. You know, Dante was struggling. Yeah. It's just such a fatal mistake, man. I just ra- rather, you know, I, I know how this is going to come off, but I'd rather the police just use their bare hands and like grab a guy and just throw him to the floor rather than just being so quick to shoot him. And if you're going to tase him, tase him, grab your taser, not your fucking gun. That's a that's a fatal mistake that can't happen. So there was a. Uh, there were protests that's, in Minneapolis because of that. That's like the bullshit part of it too, though. You know, it's like yeah. you're a 26 year vet, and dude, I even saw some videos where there were like some conservative platforms, you know, and you know, how conservatives are they? They're such like pro police, pro law enforcement. Yes, you know what I mean. And then some of them were saying like, "No, you're a 26 year vet, and you can't tell the the weight or like the feel of a taser versus a handgun. Like you, you fucked up big." Time. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. so different. It's so <laughs> yeah. different. And when you're walking around with a gun. Honestly, it's like you feel it's like on your right side. It's like, bro, I'm ready at almost any second to to pull this out. Are you guys still my 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 face is frozen on the Zoom, but I can still hear you. But yeah, you're. Yeah. okay. cool. Oh, see, listeners, this is part of the Zoom life. Welcome to the virtual world, Um, (laughs) baby. (laughs) But yeah, bro, it's 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 a mistake you hear happening and it's fatal. And honestly, all is a fucking excuse, but I just I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that because last week when I mentioned the curfews, it was due not because of the Derek Chauvin trial, which I'm going to talk about, but because of the, the killing of Dante Wright. That being said, the Derek Chauvin trial, the four police officer who killed George Floyd, that case is wrapping up. Today is the closing arguments and the jury is going to be out for deliberation. So we're going to see what happens from that. Yeah. That's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see. And hopefully, he yep. get, he's like you said, Gerardo, hopefully there's some accountability, some realistic accountability, not some bullshit charges with Derek Chauvin. Yeah, I yeah, hope you get. Yeah, it's always yeah. though. That's always the way with these things, like, you know, is like uh, with social media and everything. It's all really reactionary. And sometimes they want to put like a murder charge on someone. Like, for example, the 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 lady that murdered uh, Dante, right? Like, you know, like yeah, Kim Potter. Yeah, you want to put the murder charge on her, but. If you do that, you're risking um, you're risking the all charges being dropped because you went too hard on on the sentence and the evidence doesn't support that or whatever or whatever you know. So that's always yeah. the, my worry with these things. It's just like mm-hmm. I, I hope they're charged appropriately with uh, the evidence so they at least have some accountability as opposed to trying us trying to charge them too hard and then them being let go and feeling no. Uh, you know, recourse <laughs> straight up, straight up, man, which could very realistically happen. So it's like if we can't get a murder charge, get get a, a, a manslaughter or something, you know, get something where they can serve some time, because yeah. that's a statement itself, man, firing the police officer and then actually putting them in jail. That's that's a statement. So 
Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And to end the diversity report, unfortunately, it, not the best news, but 13 year old Adam Toledo was uh, shot and killed three weeks ago around Chicago. So there have been some uh, this past Sunday, thousands of people marched in Chicago's little village to honor Adam. And uh, there's video of him, you know, police body camera footage released last week, shows police chasing Adam down an alley. An officer orders him to show his hands, but less than a second later, after he stopped running, his hands are up, the officer shoots him. So it's very sad. 13-year-old kid, Hispanic, you know, these black and brown young men and women who are being killed, it's just, it sucks, dude. It's very unfortunate. So um, we just had to shed light on that. And, you know, I take a break from social media here and there, and I'm going to this is my little tidbit, but I take a break from social media because I get so tired of just advocating online and posting on my story. There's some real shit I want to get out there and do while I'm busy in my personal life. I realize that. So listeners, just stay informed and uh, stay listening to the pod because we'll keep you informed. So that being said, let's move into some some brighter news and uh, the section that we all look forward to every single week. This is the movie review section. This is the sound of metal. The Amazon Prime original movie getting a lot of praise for Mm -hmm. its acting, its writing. It's a a very well done movie. So, yeah, it's nominated for six Oscars for best picture, best actor for Rizamed, of course, best original screenplay, best supporting for Paul Racy. What's his name again? John in the movie. Oh, Joe, the mentor. Yeah, Yeah, the mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. With the long hair. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's nominated for best supporting, very cool stuff. Yes, it's also, yes. Best, also nominated for best it's film, also nominated for best sound, which is like best sound, <laughs> which, which I think I think is a lock. It's yeah, a lock it has it has to be at least best at least because because best okay. sound like sound is literally like key to the storytelling of this movie. Yeah, dude, the yeah, fade cool. so in, fade yeah. in and out the. Yeah, so we'll, so we'll, so let's let's just get yeah, get let's, right let's get into it. it. Let's do it. So, sound of metal produced by amazon studios i thought it was really interesting when i looked it up and i saw that it was an original screenplay this is the type of stuff that i i'm glad we're seeing more of again is um yes is uh more original screenplays less adapted stuff thank less, you less historical stuff too like I, i'm it's like i want to see something fictional like it's a movie like you know it's From like this it, fucking time period yeah, and we used to get a lot of that, but but now it's all it's all a fr- something's either a franchise or it's something historical or it's something that's like currently go- going on. Not a lot of personal story, original personal stories, which yeah, I mean. that we can relate to these days, and I think anyone can relate to this, even yeah. if you're not deaf. It's it's a yeah. great movie. Yeah. So so the movie, uh, I'll just get into a quick summary of it, and then we can just kind of go over the movie after, uh, just because. The movie, not a lot goes on, but not a lot goes on. So it starts off right. with our our guy, um, played by Riz Ahmed, uh, Ahmed. His name in the movie is Ruben. Yeah. He's a drummer in like a metal duo, hardcore punk type duo thing with his girlfriend, um, Lou. 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 <laughs> so they're they're living the punk rock lifestyle. They're they're, they're up. punk rock. They're touring in an RV together and they're they're gigging and everything, and uh. Yeah, basically the um, Ruben Riz Ahmed's character loses his hearing really early on in the movie, like the first ten minutes. I thought the oh, whole movie. Oh yeah, was- yeah. He starts getting the the, yeah. the ringing in the ears, and then that leads to just him losing his hearing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's um it's pretty scary stuff going on there. Uh, and he loses he loses it mid gig too. 
Yeah, know? he loses it. Yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't listen to doctors. Doctors tell him, "Hey, chill out." <laughs> he uh, goes, yeah, they straight oh. tell him like, if you are around loud, no, that's one thing they told us in the military. Your hearing is the one thing you have to conserve. Once that shit goes, there's no getting it back. And they mentioned that in this movie too. Yeah. So so uh, basically, he goes through the movie. He gets put into a deaf community, pretty much, uh, where he is taught by his uh, mentor Joe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, long long haired fellow. Yeah, this uh, is quick, quick detour about that that actor. So I looked it up, and he's actually uh, not deaf, but he he had deaf parents growing up. He was the hearing child of oh, a deaf. Wow. So wow. so he so he know you know what I mean. He's not deaf, but he 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 knows, and it's personal to him, which I think is really impressive. The his performance in this movie. Didn't you just get that that vibe from him? Like I was like, this guy feels. I feel like there is some kind of background in this community from that actor, and. Yeah. 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 Just... yeah. So so basically, uh, uh, Ruben becomes a part of the community and he learns how to be deaf. Uh, he, he learns all the deaf stuff, uh, ends up getting a surgery for uh, his uh, ailment, I guess. Right. Um, right. Yeah. He ends up getting a surgery that that's supposed to kind of fix your hearing uh, these implants. Uh, they end up not fanning out for him the way that he thought they would. The, the implants really just kind of uh, put vibrations in his head pretty much and everything comes re- out really distorted and right right like the doctor says yeah, it's like it's tricking hearing. Yeah. yeah it's like your hearing isn't there she says like your hearing still doesn't work we're just your mind is trying to trick you into thinking that it does or some shit like that yeah and everything yeah. is very like you can't even understand anything you know yeah it's really hard the to sound is yeah, so it's all distorted and literally ugly yeah, distorted. And staticky so, yeah. yeah after, after, after he gets that, he uh, goes to his uh, Lou's parents' house. So Lou's parent uh, dad is is rich. This rich French guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he goes there to try to uh, you know get back together with Lou. They find out they're not compatible. He was just kind of a phase for Lou. Uh, Lou looks almost completely different now. She's uh oh wow. She she looks she, she looks like she's doing a lot better in life <laughs> in general. You know. Yeah. The movie basically ends with. Um, we just see Ruben kind of uh, take out his uh, his little radio receptors of, from his implants, and just I think he just accepts that uh, at the end of the movie that he wants to that that, that he's deaf, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much yeah. accepts it. So um, yeah, so that that's that's the summary. But um, I feel like this movie is just really good to talk about, like just I guess like concepts and what we thought about like uh, individual different factors of the movie. So I just kind of wanted to start off with. Uh, we'll get into the sound design, but. I wanted to start off with uh, I thought it was really cool the the amount of representation we got in this for the deaf community who I uh, you know like we don't see that a lot in the mainstream stuff and I didn't expect this movie to be like uh, so heavy uh, heavily focused on the deaf community and inclusivity of of them and and everything yes yes there's a nice surprise Ruben has some you know there's a very close companion he has that's black Uh, looks like a black there's a black woman in there in the deaf community. Diane? Um, yes. Diane? Yes. Okay. Fun yeah. fact about her. She's actually deaf. Um, Got it. And uh, she's actually in Eternals as a, uh, a, oh. deaf, a deaf superhero. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. She's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was like, are they gonna are they gonna get to get what's going on here? Because, you know, you, you when you're watching a movie, you get into the, the movie tropes. Uh, I was like, oh, is this the love interest in there? It's like the movie's like, no, this is this is real life. Nothing, nothing's. This is oh, now are we talking about the teacher or his friend? Teach the teacher. The teacher. 
I'm okay. talking about yeah, because he did have there was another friend he gave a tattoo to. She was black as well. But you're right, Gerardo. I thought for Wait, a second this person. This is who I'm talking about. Yeah, that's the teacher. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then no, the other girl was uh was les. Uh, absolutely implied that she's lesbian. She's totally <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> to say, she was yeah. absolutely lesbian. She's the one who was getting a tattoo done by Ruben. But the teacher, you're right, Gerard. I did think for a second there was gonna be, and I loved those scenes. I love where he was in the classroom, because that that led to him eventually doing so well in the classroom, teaching the students, you know, how to hit the jump. He was yeah. they had the sticks and they were hitting it, and they were kind of performing for their parents. It, it kind of gave Ruben this sense of it looked like belonging. And, and yeah. he was actually showing these kids some things that yes, they had find, not yeah. yet. And we find that? out that he used to be an addict and everything. So it's it's like uh, yes. that, that, it's that I think that's what's really important about that part. Like you said, like where he finds a sense of belonging because, uh, right. you know, he was touring bef and before he was touring, he was an addict. And uh, before that, I guess he was just always moving around because he said his mom was in the a military nurse. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, his mom was yeah. a military nurse. Pops wasn't there. So he was on the road often. You know, when Joe, which we talked about this scene earlier, one of my favorite scenes when him and Joe, this is after Ruben sold his car, sold his RV to get the surgery. Um, so he's, he's like looking on his computer. He sees Lou perform somewhere. And then he's like, what the fuck yeah, she's is She's performing this? solo and everything. Yeah, she's performing yeah. solo. I had to rewind that part. I'm like, why does he feel that? I know. Like, okay. So yeah, she's performing solo. So he's more incurred. He wants to go get this fucking surgery. So he goes and gets it done. Shit ain't grass ain't always greener, man. It ends up coming out like a fucking shitty radio. You know what I mean? It's like, he can hardly yeah. hear spent all that money. goes back to Joe, tries to get money from Joe and Joe. What I love what Joe says is that here in this community, we don't look at deaf as being a handicap. Yeah. It's not something that has to get fixed, which Exactly. I mean, I guess you have to do if you're living if you're living that life, you know, like that. Right. That Which it took Ruben to the very end until he's sitting down and he finally finds what Joe describes as that stillness. Yeah. He says that that stillness in your life. Have you ever just sat in my little study and have you ever just gotten a little stillness? He's like that stillness. No one can really replace, you know, no one can take that away from you. So you need to look for that because you're always yeah. doing some shit. So, you know what I particularly liked about that scene that you were just talking about, John, is because um, something that this movie also talks about is they, they dive into a little addiction, right? Mm -hmm. I think we mentioned that. But when he goes back to Joe, uh, he's asking money for the surgery. But the way that he like comes about it, he's like, hey, man, like, I, I just need a little money. Like, I, I need a little dough. Like, could you could you front me some cash so I can get this surgery yeah. done, you know? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Joe says back to him is like, like, Ruben, you're, you're coming off it like you sound like an addict right now, you yeah. know? Straight up. Yeah. So I, I thought it was particularly strong. Yeah. Yeah, it was. From the outside looking in, you look like an addict. Yeah, because he was asking. Yeah, it looked like he fell back into his old ways asking Straight for an RV back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was. And, uh, and I was without drugs. So he's like, you're, you're exhibiting these kind of this kind of behavior. You're not even on that because he was hooked on heroin, I think. I think that was his drug yeah, choice heroin, in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And you know what I love about this? Cause we were talking about. Uh, well, remember that Billy. Um, Billy Holiday movie, we were saying there's so much heroin yeah. and it's done in just not a classic it, way. Yeah it, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't done a good way. Bro, this one was about addiction and, you know, we didn't even need to see so much of that. And yeah. it just, just shows you. Yeah. yeah, there it was just there were scenes in here that felt so real and very grounded. Like, Jarda, when you said, no, he's not going to fall with, for that teacher like a regular movie, it didn't happen. You know, him and the teacher didn't get involved. He was just there just to teach the kids and he helped himself learn and grow. 
So, yes. so I want to talk about the, the sound design next. Oh, so, so the sound design in this movie is really good. We actually hear uh, what, what our character hears at certain moments at a certain moment in the movie uh, towards the end, his girlfriend Lou is singing a song with her dad on piano. Yes. And, um, we were hearing her sing and the, the song was going on and I was like, I already know where this is going. We're going to hear it from Ruben's perspective, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, all the distortion and everything. We're going to hear that and it's going to be awful. And, and yeah, yeah like Rizamed really, really like sells it all too. <laughs> like he, he sells it, dude. Riz, Riz man. Like, like, yeah. you, you really think like, that's, that's what's going on in his head. Like, God. and um, it does, a, it always does a good job at transitioning in between what, what we would describe, I guess, as normal hearing uh and what he's hearing like it does a really good job at, absolutely they do close-ups on his even, face yeah. and god his expressions he's just his his eyes really tell a story don't they and even the recreation of like that of of uh of the ringing sound is like accurate <laughs> absolutely oh, yeah. dude that's how it sounds like we all have i'm sure we've all gotten ringing in our ears before Dude, my ears always ring. I'm a musician. Dude, my my ears are ringing right now. Straight <laughs> up, <laughs> straight up. Dude, that's, I'll be yeah. honest with you. I have ringing ears. <laughs> bro, straight ears up, bro. Ringing. And that's that's the thing. That's it's one of my disabilities from the VA. Um, <laughs> but it's because most people in general have ringing in the ears. We call it tinnitus. But I love yeah. how in this movie it's so easily explained that when you're looking at a scene, like Gerardo said, it's a regular. It can be them at a barbecue and it's just regular people at a barbecue. It's at the very end. He's watching kids skateboard. And then the transition from what he hears, it's very easily explained. And yeah, I like this movie because there's not at times there's not a lot of dialogue. It's just you have to watch to see what's happening. And, and you, you just see- have to listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like at the beginning of the towards the beginning, middle of the movie. I was really stressed out when he first got to the community and it gave us no subtitles for the uh, ASL or anything and yes full-on conversations and sign language and it's like what the fuck is going on and then you know as soon as he he learns as soon as he learns how to do it like that's when we get subtitles which right yeah nice yes yes and, and I, I i keep subtitles on just all the time watching oh, yeah. anything because <laughs> all the time, it, all the time. You, oh my god you, you catch so many things you would have missed but yeah man i feel you i feel you Damn, when you guys said something that I wanted to bring up, damn, what were we just talking about? It's okay, we'll just edit out this big, this big gap. Oh yeah, that's why. I, I, that's all I'm thinking about when, when we get pauses. <laughs> fix it in post. <laughs> we were talking baby. about we were talking about post. ringing in the ears, and then it reminded me of something. Oh, this is super random, but <laughs> I like how in this movie, like, like the ringing in the ears actually has something to do with losing your hearing or whatever, you know, as yeah. opposed to like other movies where. They always put the ringing in, but it's like when whenever the character is like ex- experiencing some like extreme anxiety, which doesn't yeah. really have anything to do with like bro straight <laughs> up or like it's a just car- like or it's like yeah. anxiety is like the go like the go to sound for anxiety for your main character is like really sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really uh, I thought it was really cool how uh, they kind of like um, like the ringing was uh, the doctor explains that he could have lost his ears. I mean, his hearing due to the loud music, but it also could have been a neurological thing. Like mm-hmm. maybe like uh, yeah. maybe like when he was addicted, uh, you know, just, just messes up your body, your body chemistry. And sometimes that's enough to get get you to lose your hearing. So, yeah, I, 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 I like, you know, like they did kind of imply that it was a drums, but it was also kind of open ended because Lou could still hear, you know, and she was in the same band as him. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yes. So it's like it's not so, just the music thing. It's something with him. 
It's, and, yeah, and obvious, and it's like if you to let it get that far, that's it's pretty intense. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, Be- yeah, because I mean, shit is shot. Fucking hearing is gone. Yeah, yeah. like you, you, like to get let it get that that far. That's yeah, it's excessive. Yeah, yeah and, but the movie, yeah, that did. Like I mean, even the be- the beginning of the movie, uh, you know, he wakes up, makes a smoothie, puts on the records, and then the the very next day he like he he can't hear any of that like he can't hear the smoothie he can't hear the, like the records nothing yeah like, I, I i like some of those scenes when he first started to realize he loses his hearing because it, it shows how maddening yeah and how agonizing that could be because you just don't know what's happening well like the his helplessness felt really realistic just the way he's like he was like in denial at first like he didn't even tell his girlfriend he's like i'm gonna figure this out we're gonna go to the doctor yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. seemed yeah. very real like a very real human reaction to something so life-changing i mean it completely changes his life and what i love about it is it shows that's kind of for the better and it's it's nuts how he had to lose his hearing to grow as a person yeah yeah is he is it uh, the 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 movie's also a lot about codependency and how uh he was dependent on lou kind of you know at the end of the movie he says that she saved his life you know when they break up and yes and they, you can yes. see that he's really talk he's draining lou he's really toxic on lou because it gets her you know, it probably helped her out of a dark place because we do find out that her mo- mother committed suicide. She yes. wasn't very close to her father. So, you know, she was in a dark place. And the dad mentions that that uh, that Ruben did save her too, kind of. But, you know, they just outgrew each other as people. And the Absolutely. Not it. Absolutely. And it's really strong, poignant message. Yeah, man. I think that's su- that's the best way to have ended this movie. I-, I was just thinking, how is this movie going to end? You know, because... How are they going to resolve this? There's yeah, no- really. I'm like, you know, it is going to be problematic him just pulling up to her house in Europe unannounced. France, that, yeah. yeah, the dad asked, like, does, does Lou know you're here? And he's like, no. And, you know, when she's so nice to him, when she sees him, I'm like, God, that's very nice. She welcomes him. But I already got the sense that she was just a different person. And it is about that codependency because they both say, you know, you save me. Lou says the same thing. Like, you saved me too, Ruben. They said, yeah, they said the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Gerardo said, they were both in dark places and they had each other. You know, Lou still has the photo of them on her wall because at one point in her life, you know, that was that was her everything, you know, but yeah. they outgrew each other. And Lou just looks amazing compared to what she did. She looked rough at the beginning of the movie. She had no eyebrows. Yeah. So, so does Ruben, I mean? honestly, like he... Yeah. He looks a lot... Uh, he looked the best in the camp with, when he was... With all yeah. the little deaf kids, and it was great. It was absolutely it was adorable. He looked most at peace when he was there at the camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides, at the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Any any more uh, closing closing thoughts on this movie before we give it a, a rating? Yeah, I just, gotta say, I just, the- just want to give like one more of my favorite scenes is when is when he's at the camp and um well not really at the camp but he's like spending time with all the other people that are there mm-hmm. you know and there there's a scene where he's hanging out with this little kid at a park. And um, oh yes, the they're slide. both hanging. They're both hanging out on the slide, yeah. And yeah. he he starts to just do a little drum beat on the slide, and like the little kid, like you know, he's deaf too. And the only way that he like like they both try to just like he he puts his head down towards the slide, then he can kind of like hear and feel the vibration. You feel know? the vibrations, yeah. That's that's cool. The little kid that's was cool. not having a good day either. He was like acting up in class and all this stuff, and that was a really sweet moment. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, very heartfelt moment. I just have to say, I think the boy was not cast properly in Venom because I did not like him. I don't think he was 
the right villain for Venom. I think to... he can move on from Venom. And oh, he, he was he, can... he was in Venom. Yeah, yeah he was. Uh, I don't remember the... which which symbiote I, he I was. I know him <laughs> mostly from from uh, Star Wars, and then I guess he was a DJ like before he started acting. I guess from yeah, Star he, Wars. What he was in Rogue One. He was in Rogue One. God, I he's the he's the pilot in Rogue One that gets yeah the, yeah. Know, Damn, and that Rogue One is fucking dope as shit too. That's that's oh, funny yeah. to remember him from. I remember him as the <clears throat> the main villain from Venom, and I just I I enjoy, I could not take my eyes off of this dude. I think yeah, he's amazing. It, it, in this it movie, just shows just, he's got the range, you know. We yeah, just dropped just like show. three totally different projects. Absolutely, know? absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's that's the, that's all I have about Sound of Metal. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the sound, the storytelling, the acting, how it took its time, and it right. felt so grounded. Out of five, uh, out of five drumsticks. Five drumsticks. What will we give this? Oh man, good movie on addiction. I'm giving it a solid four. Four. What are you giving it? Uh, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Four and a half drums out of five. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four and a half as well. Hell yeah. Well deserved. Big recommend. Big recommend. Yeah, one of my favorite movies I've seen recently. Like I said, I'm just. You know, because like I, I like Nomadland too and everything, but that was adapted. And like I said, there's just something about this being an original screenplay, like someone's idea that to just such. I, mean, I don't know. You know, it's yeah, it's cool, really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's such a different. I'm sorry, we we don't normally do this, but I'll throw in another point five in there, because honestly, because of its it's a, an original uh, screenplay, and it's it's just shocking to believe that it is. And was it based off of anything? Wow. Like what the fuck? It's not based off anything. It's not a reboot. Oh my God. Thank you very much. You had an idea for a movie and you made it. Yeah. What the fuck? And you tell a movie about addiction in a way that has just not been done before. So I'm going to hop on your bandwagon with the four. It grabs at least a couple, couple of uh, Oscars. It deserves it. It deserves it, man. Just such a, such a good movie. So I'll hop on the 4.5 bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. Solid 4.5s all the way through. Come on now. Hell yeah. All right. Cool. So that the that the show? That's the show. That's the show, gentlemen. I mean, we're uh yeah, we we got we got a wedding coming up here. So listeners, we're gonna be at my wedding on Friday, May 14th. We're gonna try to wrap up season three, hopefully before then. And uh yeah, man, it's it's gonna be gonna be a good year. <laughs> so uh next week we're gonna be reviewing Mortal Kombat, which drops mm. this weekend and yeah, you're gonna watch that at the movie theater. Oh, need to watch that in the movie theater. Can't oh, yeah. can't fucking wait. So actually the homie Alex, Alex Benjamin, he might pull up and record with us. He was in a Mortal Kombat commercial, the actor friend. Nice. Yeah, might pull up and, and record with us. So we'll see if the homie Alex Benjamin is, is with that, but Gentlemen, we have any any closing thoughts on this show? That's it from me. Great movie. Everybody uh, get vaccinated. Get that vaccine. What you mean? <laughs> let's get back to this. Let's get back to normalcy. Uh, yeah, show show some love to the boy Joe's pod, Aged Narrative. Hey. We putting out episodes all the time. They're active as fuck. So, yeah, we Long, need Longer that. form if y'all are into that we're, we're thank you brisk. we're pretty brisk here <laughs> yeah we are pretty brisk and uh, you know as a as a podcast host and people who listen to podcasts we like our long form podcast so that's normally the type of podcast i listen to so uh, i guess we just got so good at our fucking movie reviews guys i love it <laughs> <laughs> shit well listeners thank you again for following us follow us on social media subscribe listen to us the cast of color that is it for this week we're signing off peace peace, peace. Choo!
Plastikkram.